evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're doing yet another Antarctica podcast. And what that basically means is that if you were hearing this, that means in the the real world... We have died. Yes. Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But I am definitely at the South Pole. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not even joking. I'm actually... uh, I've been recruited to Antarctica, and I'm going to be there until November, so we kind of pre-recorded these little um, podcasts uh, beforehand. They're uh, a little bit shorter, and uh, they all deal with like a very specific topic, and this topic is we're watching pilot or first episodes or significant episodes of television shows. And uh, today... We uh, we watched something that I don't think me and Britain had seen yet. No. Um, it's called The Orville. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, it's a little show underground, I hear. Um, but anyway, let's just get started. Uh, so why don't you tell us what happened on this uh, show? Uh, so, uh, all right. A lot happened on the show. Uh, the show stars Seth MacFarlane uh, as a, you know, he starts off as this you know, promising up-and-coming uh uh, I guess officer, uh, space officer, space officer, and uh, you know he comes home from uh, space work, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess it came home a little bit early and uh, found his wife cheating on him with a space lover. Yep, who shot his space load all over her face. Yeah, it was. I don't know what ha- I don't know what it was, but That's it was exactly what it, it was. It was it, it, it came, first off, it, it blew out of his face, mm-hmm. uh, and it was blue. His space face. Uh, so uh, it cuts to about a year later, and he had kind of, you know, Seth MacFarlane. I forget his name. Do you remember his name? It's uh, Orville. No, Orville That's, is the no, name I of the know, ship. I know. I, know. It's, uh, I think it's Mercer. Something like that, and. Uh, uh, he had gone through a, kind of a rough time uh, divorcing his wife and, and all that. Uh, but, you know, he's finally offered the command of a ship called the Orville. Oh. And uh, it has a compliment, uh, you know, a full complement of uh, crew members except uh, for a helmsman and a first officer. Uh, he uses he gets his friend as the first officer. and nope, the, as a friend. As no, a no, as the helmsman, my mistake. And the first officer is actually, dun-dun-dun, his ex-wife. Yep. They're doing that old thing, and uh, so the helmsman is also kind of a little disgraced um, because yeah. he's kind of a wild card. Yeah, and but he's also the best damn pilot there is, and uh, that's basically it. They get onto the ship and they they meet their uh, cast of characters. They have a you know a medical officer. Um, who's just, she's kind of... a former first lady. Yeah. (laughs) Um, they have a super strong, like, Solarian or something like that. Uh, I I forget. Security officer. Yeah. Um, they have a, uh, uh, they have a a guy who is, uh, basically a Briton, who is, uh, (laughs) he's very serious, and they also have, like, a, I guess a cool, like, little, uh... Robot. No, the robot's uh, someone different. Yeah, they have a robot who's a racist, yeah. and they have uh, th- this cool guy who likes to drink soda. Yeah. And uh, that's basically, uh, I think that's just about it. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah pretty much the the show, ha- you know, the plot is uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a throwaway plot, you know, because you know, they're more focused on getting us used to the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're supposed to deliver a... Uh, 
just a regular shipment, but you know the shipment was not the reason they they were asked there. Like they have uh, the science facility that they're delivering to has this time manipulation device, and uh, they didn't want the communication intercepted uh, by a enemy called was it the krill? The, the krill, and. Um Actually, here, I guess we can start going into, I guess, a little bit of um, the actual, I guess, pieces of the show. Yeah. Uh, more than just a plot. First of all, just a generic overview of the sh how I felt about it in general. Uh, I actually really like this. I actually like this a lot. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was actually, it was, I, I got a, uh... I didn't know the tone that they were going for. I didn't know if they were going for more of a uh, dramatic thing or a comedic thing, but they kind of got, you know, towards the end, uh, they kind of figured out what they were doing. Especially, I figured out their tone uh, when they were uh, talking with the Krill leader mm -hmm. and uh, having them act as a third-party uh, interpretation of the, their marriage problems. I, I knew that the show was comedy based, um, but it's not uh, it's not a typical comedic show. It's more lighthearted yeah. in tone. There are some funny moments, like um, they're going they're down at the uh, the the space facility, and uh, it's like a takeover, hostile takeover by one of the you know by Derek, one of the research assistants, who I guess, who I guess was a uh, was a plant, a yeah, mole, a krill sympathizer. And um, they're trying to like, kind of like, tell your ship that you're everything's fine. And they say there's a pizza party, and everyone yeah. on the ship just start, oh man, can we um, go down, please? Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much uh, what the the basic generic tone of the show is: is that it takes uh, a lot of tropes or whatever from something like Star Trek yeah. uh, or any other space kind of drama, and kind of. Uh, it does just enough with them to make them kind of funny. Yeah, I'd say it's more um, satire of uh, of space uh, operas or whatever or space shows than yeah. parody uh, of a space show. And that's actually what I really like because there were moments where they were genuinely genuinely trying to have tension. Yeah, when they were genuinely trying to have uh, drama. You know, people uh, somebody died on the show. You know. Uh, yeah. the, and they, but they also had jokes going through. And to me, I think that's like the, the perfect satire is, uh, is a, when you don't know whether or not it's really, you know, where you have to really remind yourself that it's satire because it's satire, satirizing it so, you know, so well. Yeah. And that's what the show does. Like it satirizes space shows so well that it could actually stand up on its own as a regular space show. And that's why I think this was really, really good. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you're going to continue watching I it, but I, am. but I, I think I definitely will. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna try to see. Right now, I haven't, as of recording, I haven't technically left for Antarctica yet. I think I have about 12 days um, before I leave. Ooh. Yeah, I know. So I'm gonna have to squeeze the entire series into our first two seasons because apparently it has been picked up for a third. Oh, good. Um, but I'm gonna try to squeeze as much as I can in, uh, in, in before I leave. Like, I, like I don't know, I, I don't know how TV works exactly, but you know, Seth MacFarlane is the executive producer and the star of the show, so he would have to cancel himself. Yeah. Um, like. I, well, Fox had to, you know, pick it up and everything like yeah. that, so, like, uh, Fox, I guess, was like, alright, 
we'll give you another season because I looked I was like all right 2017 2018 you know 2019 I think they like it started in 2017 and then in 2019 I was like well did they do anything after 2019 why why didn't they continue in 2020 mm. and 2021? I, I think uh, late 2019, something significant happened. Yeah, what so. was it? What happened in late 2019 that might delay the production of a show? I couldn't tell you, but yeah. I know that they're probably coming back in 2022. But, you know, it might have just been a case of just a very great first episode. The yeah. rest might be shit. Uh, I, I doubt it. I like, you too. could, You know, you could definitely... Uh, see, you know, uh, McFar you know Seth MacFarlane's uh, brand of humor. Uh, oh, pardon me. Oh, pardon me again. Uh, like his uh, brand of humor in, in this show. Well, it's um, it's actually very uh, neat because, uh, as I was saying before, there are uh, some things I do kind of want to talk about the show, and one of them is that um, the characters were pretty much on point. I'd say, like right off the bat. Yeah. Like, the characters I actually kind of thought were funny, especially the Briton. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a very serious, uh, you know, uh, kind of guy. And, you know, I, the fact, he had some of the funniest uh, lines to me. He, he is probably the uh, the straightest straight man uh, in a comedy situation. Like, I remember there was one... Uh, like after after the the helmsman did kind of some awesome piloting, yeah, he was like, "Oh man, yeah, like can I can, can I wear shorts to work tomorrow now?" And uh, the the you know I, I don't know what it, he was, know he was, just, he was just a rock, he, he looks like a rock man. Okay, <laughs> so uh, he was like, "For the last time, I said no." Uh, I, I and he was to me like, but all of them, all the characters really kind of uh, played off each other well, um, although. The wife, or ex-wife, and Seth MacFarlane, uh, even though they're supposed to have, like, all this backstory and everything, they were fine together, but there was still chemistry. I was like, I, I it wasn't 100% there for me. I, I actually liked it, especially uh, during the scene where they, the, the banana aged. Yeah, like, that was good. Yeah, they, like, they, they had a little, uh, uh, banter. yeah, a little banter on, uh, on the like the the wrath of the banana. Though um, when he was, they were putting like a, they were putting like a redwood seed on like a device to to trap the the krills. Yeah. Like they were going back and forth, and again they were doing more of the banter, but for some reason it just it rang a little hollow in that scene. That's when I was like, ah, uh, 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 they're gonna get there. I feel, but it it wasn't there yet for me. Like I feel that uh, that as the show progresses, it probably gets even better. Yeah. But to me, I was like, you know, it's not a bad, it's just, it would, it's a, to me a B-plus kind uh, of chemistry. I think you just didn't like the marital problems. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love marital problems. <laughs> I think they're fucking hilarious. Um, but, like, the show, as you said, this episode really wasn't focused too heavily on plot. It was just setting things up. And as it as it goes for a setup episode, yeah, I think they were firing on all cylinders. Yeah, um, I, I'm very excited to see where they're going to go with this uh, with this show as we watch. I know we're several years uh, behind. But yeah, but um, it's only two seasons so far, so it's not yeah. going to take us long to catch up. And uh, I guess the good news is, uh, well, at least I'm hoping that the show actually do, goes for more of a... Uh, a little bit of a story arc or something instead of just episodic. Uh, from, from what I hear, uh, that that is kind of the that's kind of how the show is. Uh, I, I I get the feeling it's going to be you know a funny Star Trek. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, actually, that's it's pretty much what it felt like when I was yeah. 
you know, when I was watching it. Okay, I, I definitely got a uh, next generation vibe, uh, you know, from yeah. you know, from the show, but like it's still uh, original in and of itself to to distinct it uh, to separate itself from uh, from Star Trek. Yeah, like I said, it's a it definitely a show that could stand up on its own uh, without it being like even if you've never seen any. Uh, of the shows that it's basically satirizing, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. The show would still work without that uh, that aspect. Um, though uh, I was kind of interested to hear like a couple of the different, uh, well, I was gonna say voices, but one of them yeah. turned out to not be like we both thought it was Brett Spiner. Yeah, Brett the, Spiner. We we thought the racist robot was actually yeah, Data. Yeah, from, from uh, uh, Next Generation. But uh, I looked it up and. Uh, it's it's not. It's just a guy who sounds an awful lot like him, which I wonder if he was kind of going for the data kind of uh, vibe. If he wasn't, he definitely pulled it off. And oddly enough, there was a brief, I'm guessing, cameo or hopefully a recurring character of a less than three seconds of screen time, I think, for this weird slime monster. Oh, yeah. Voiced by Norm MacDonald. Ah, uh, poor Norm. Yeah, well, I mean, rest in peace, Norm, and all that stuff, but, uh, I hope that they don't use their Norm MacDonald for a three-second scene yeah. and then never bring him back, because it's like, okay, you can do a lot with a Norm MacDonald, as far it, as I'm concerned. Yeah, especially if he's a slime monster. Yeah. Um, like, you don't have to have him on every episode, but, uh, maybe he's their pet. Or, or, I don't think he, or maybe he's a first officer. I don't know. Like he can't be. There's only one first officer. That's true. Maybe he's uh, like maybe, maybe he's, he also married Seth MacFarlane. Maybe he's a mole. <laughs> like maybe he's a bad guy working uh, working against them. But they don't. That's why he tried to get in, you know in front of them and get run over. Hmm. What? Do you, where do you think a like that? It does kind of make me wonder about like what what does this slime monster want out of life? Like, mm. like, what does does it need a bed, or is it just kind of go to a go into a jar when it needs to sleep? <laughs> I, I think slime monsters um, don't have either. I think that if a slime monster really wanted to sleep, uh, it would request a, a a flat piece of floor that was you know greater than their uh, their surface area, and then just kind of. <laughs> just kind of ooze out all over and go to sleep that way. Ugh. Yeah, uh, that is what I think of relaxed slime line. I think a, I think sleeping in a jar would be the equivalent of us sleeping in a rolled up sleeping bag. I don't know, like, I have a feeling uh, they, they like containers, but they're, they're picky, like, I require only Pyrex. Like, if, if there's... If it's a material that's too porous, I have a <laughs> a potential of getting stuck in places. Like if it's too porous, I tend to evaporate and congeal. Like, I don't know. I think that uh, I don't think that they have the same mindset as a normal human. If I was a slime monster and I really wanted to relax, I would just be like, "All right," and then become one with the floor, basically. Well, I guess that's how you end up on the bottom of a boot. Well, that's why, you know, you lock the door <laughs> before you go to bed. Or if they... I guess it, it would be a problem if, like, they lurch the ship real quick and he just kind of oozes between the cracks of the floor. It's like that... It's like that, uh, desk ornament that, uh, sloshes back and forth. <laughs> like, I imagine that every... 
Like, every day he wakes up, he runs the risk of being, like, having less mass than he did the previous day. Yeah. Ugh. I have a feeling his role is mainly to, to pick up dust <laughs> as he rolls. Or, or, He's a janitor. Yeah, he, as he undulates about. Like, so his his mass actually gain, you know, you know, gains for some of the day. Yeah, and then he has to put himself through a filter. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're a slime monster, you wouldn't, you know, you don't have nerve endings or think about things like I, that. I guess. Now, what happens if you cut him in half? Can he just come back together as the same person, or was one half, like, the, the half with less mass kind of die off, or do you get two of them? I think that, uh, you can get two of them, um, and he can kind of control both of them at the same time. Kind of like, you know, sometimes people can move their eyes in different directions. Ugh. But uh, That's a thing? Well, maybe chameleons. Uh, <laughs> but then, like, when he's tired of that, he just come back together and be alright. Now, the question, I guess, would be... What is the limit to, to how many versions of himself that he could make? Plank length. Like, yeah, he could do that, like a plank length, uh, you know, times however it takes to reach, you know, his, uh, his mass and everything, like, just separate into, like, one times ten to the four billion plank lengths of uh, him, but I think that would just be too much for him to, well, to really, like, because he can control all of them, it's like uh, the same mind, I guess. I was being, I, I, I don't know, like, a plank length is... Like, orders of magnitude smaller than a quark. Yeah. He ends up getting, uh, I think that it would end up getting the atom sick. Like... <laughs> like, like he, he's made of special super small matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, somehow they, like, you know, I'm tired of being a plank length. I'm gonna split off into half a plank length. And, uh, well, he would collapse into a yep. black hole. <laughs> he would, uh, he would actually end up in another universe where he was now a giant. Uh. Where he was the entire universe. He, right. he would absorb it. Hmm. <laughs> a entire slime universe. Yeah. yeah I, that's where we're living. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. Like... So, uh, so the plank length is the theoretical smallest thing before it collapses. It, it, to, to put it in the terms I kind of was, kind of read about, it's kind of like the, the resolution of, of the universe. Like, okay. like, like maybe things could exist smaller, but, uh, it, it would immediately collapse into, uh, you know, a singularity. Hmm. That's interesting. So... Does that mean that, uh... Actually, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that could even mean. Like, does that mean, like, the Incredible Shrinking Man? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the book... Oh, spoiler alert. If you ever wanted to read The Incredible Shrinking Man, I'm about to spoil it for you. So, um... Go read it. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's a short read, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite books of all time by one of my favorite authors. But anyway, he kind of he kind of spoilers uh, steps through into another world. Yeah, he he shrinks down to uh, basically the plot of the story is that he's shrinking, and every day he's losing one seventh of an inch, and at the uh, uh, most of the story takes place in his final week, where he's like, all right. One seventh of an inch in 
one week, I'm gonna be zero inches. What does mm. that even mean? Yeah. And I imagined that at the end, he's just kind of microscro microscopic, microscopic, and he's yeah. constantly shrinking into something else. Now, he's like, yeah, there's no zeros in, uh, in nature and everything like that. I can just keep on going and finding other adventures and universes and things like that. Yeah. Well... Is he gonna reach a point where he's so small that he just collapses in and of himself and just dies? Well, and exists. Uh, if we're going like it, the rules of that universe seem to be a little bit different. Uh, yeah, eventually, like if if we're to, if we're going to go by the the laws of nature, uh, he would have died a long time before he he went to another universe, mainly because. Uh, for a number of reasons, like, uh, we'll go with, uh, when you compress matter, uh, it heats up a lot, so he would have boiled. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you know, the metabolism of a, you know, average person in the si in a smaller size, uh, would also, uh, make him boil. Well, it's also funny that, um, one of the things they point out, because, I Part of me, part of my uh, charm, or part of the charm of the story, at least my um, my suspension and disbelief, is that yeah. uh, like even though he's shrinking, uh, like he's just for somehow he's just shedding uh, mass or something like I, that. I guess. Well, then you would get to the problem is that uh, you know, eventually the brain size would get to the point where he's just not. He doesn't have a, a thinking human brain. Like it, no matter like in no matter how you split it. Uh, in this universe, it would be the incredible shrinking corpse. Yeah. No, I got you. Although, I, one thing I, I remember somebody pointing out is like, you know, uh, he, he's drinking droplets of water in one scene, and, well, in order to have a droplet of water, it has to have, you know... A like, surface tension. Yeah, and, and as soon as he puts it in his mouth, it's just all going in him at once. He's not breaking that surface tension without... You know, like, the entire droplet is going inside him, and he'll likely just drown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has to, he has to add soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to drink soapy water. It's like, oh, this is just terrible. <laughs> I have to live. I I actually want to point out that um, I always thought about like his last day on Earth, you know, because during this last week he's like trapped in the basement and he's fighting a spider. Yeah. And uh, and like he kills it on. Oh, spoiler! He kills it on the last day. And, you know, it's like this big, you know, like monumental thing for him. Like, yeah, I did it. I killed it. And. You know, he's one-seventh of an inch, but I'm like, he's not... It's not like he goes to sleep and, like, you know, he wakes up and just loses that seventh of an inch. Like, he's constantly shrinking at a steady rate, I'm assuming, throughout the day. So, there is a point where he can probably feel himself shrinking that last day more uh. than ever. Like, huh, I'm only a seventh of an inch, but, man, everything is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger for me. Like, hopefully the... Uh, hopefully it didn't take too long, because, like, like hopefully he, you know, he, he could, uh, it was like a, you know, long enough, you know, a bit of a snap, because, uh, like, if it took longer, uh, than, than it, uh, if it looked, if it took longer than he could hold his breath as he passed the size of oxygen atoms. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, like, I guess, uh... I guess that was one of those things that uh, that we now again don't think about like yeah like he I imagine that he 
actually gets to the point where uh, he has to hold his breath and then mine the oxygen somehow <laughs> in order to like you know get the get the juicy oxygen out of it. And he unfortunately in the process splits the atom, <laughs> and uh, the atmosphere ignites. Like I imagine it's almost like because I know if we're going in crazy universe now, yeah. I imagine he drills into the the uh, the round oxygen molecule and like oil or whatever comes out of it you know <laughs> that he can like basically that uh, that fluid that they breathe in uh, uh in the, in the abyss. abyss yeah <laughs> like that's how it gets around it like ah whew, that would have been drills a hole and then just puts his head in it yeah and like again with the whole surface tension thing he just puts like a little droplet in his mouth and just absorbs into his lungs but now he can breathe because it's the fluid uh, he just rubs it on himself and he breathes through osmosis. <laughs> yeah, that actually got... Uh, it's that ridiculous. That's, uh, that kind of work, I guess. Yeah. It, this is why... Yeah, yeah, I, I do... I You know, I kind of joke, but... Yeah, about the suspension... You know, I, do, I did use... A, I did have a suspension of disbelief when I read that book. Uh, like... Uh, if you Britained that book, it would have, uh, it would have not have been a fun book. Well, um, I don't know if I should mention this here, but, uh... Yeah. Um, in our book that we are writing, or... Uh, we have, the sequel? Yeah, the sequel. Um, first, a little name drop, or a little book drop. Uh, we actually wrote a book many, many years ago. Uh, it got published, so you can buy it right now, called The Entropy of Knowledge... Um, it's, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a ringing endorsement right there. Hey, it's a book. Um, no, it's a funny, it's a sci-fi comedy, yeah. so pick it up and enjoy yourself. But we're in the midst of writing a sequel, and, uh, not to give away too much spoilers, but, um, one of our characters we do have going through an incredible shrinking man, uh, type of situation, and I think that we, we write ridiculous scenarios in it. We don't Britain it. No. fully but we definitely do some weird things like he uh he shrinks down to the size of a germ and the germ tries to fight him and he tries to fight the germ and then eventually he shrinks so small that he gets the germ sick and <laughs> kills it and uh and he just keeps on going and going i think until he meets like the vibrating strings of the universe yeah and uh yeah, and then, Godzilla is yep. through his through their city. Yeah, so uh, so we're not going to tell you how he how it gets resolved, but uh, hopefully pick up the book uh, when it comes out in I don't know ten years. I don't know. Yeah, in in when it comes out. Yeah, when it, it'll come out when it comes out. But we'll uh, tell you about it. But for now, just pick up the first book. Like the the more the more the the first book sells, the sooner the second book gets finished. Yeah, give us an incentive to write that second book. Yeah. Although I'm in Antarctica, I'm not going to be writing that book. Uh, there's another book I'm going to be writing. And so uh, there's I'm, a couple other books I'm going to be writing. I'm at least halfway through uh, the second one. So, uh, so yeah, look for our books when you can. Um, we have lots of books for sale. We have one. We have one book for sale. <laughs> we have one book, but there's lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> lots of unsold copies. So why don't you go ahead and uh, pick one up. Make it a sold copy. Yeah, you jerks. Yeah, come on. Do you think you're better than us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think you're so good, huh? Yeah, you write a book. Yeah, it's not as easy as you might think. Unless you've already written a book and then... Uh, good job. Yeah, how'd you yeah, do it? Yeah, give us some pointers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really selling our book here, I yeah, think. Yeah, I know. Hey, you know. We say this, but people probably listen and be like, 
Okay, yeah, I kinda gotta see what this book's about. Uh, these assholes wrote a book? I, I, I don't believe it. They wrote a book before they made a podcast? That's stupid, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do that? They, they did it backwards. But actually, our book is very much a, uh, sci-fi comedy, very much like... The Orville. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not exactly like The Orville, but it is a space adventure comedy that we kind of take, uh, certain tropes and make fun of them in a way. Yeah. Um, there's no marital problems. Yet. Yeah, well, we'll get to it. Uh, don't, we don't want to spoil too much for book two. Um, the one last thing I do want to talk about for The Orville, which will take us to the end, um, the comedy in The Orville is okay. Yeah. Uh, there are some really funny moments, but there's also moments that don't really work as well, that aren't as funny. Though, uh, my theory, or at least my rule for writing comedy, uh, is usually, um, focus on, like, the story first. And write the jokes around it. Yeah, and if you, if you at least give somebody something interesting to watch or to read in terms of comedy, even if a joke doesn't land, they are still invested in the characters and the story to begin with, so even if a joke doesn't land, they still want to see what's happening. Yeah. And that makes uh, comedy a little bit more interesting to me, because if it's just all, uh, all yuck-fest without any good character or story to prop it up, it's, it's, it, it's you get not beat as... the Spartans. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Orville definitely did that as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. its story was okay, uh, but its characters and the overall atmosphere was so engaging that even when a joke didn't land, I was much more forgiving for it mm -hmm. than, say, your Meet the Spartans. We met them. We met those Spartans. Yeah, we didn't like them. Not no, one we bit. We kicked them out. Well, we didn't. We watched the whole thing. Yeah, and then kicked them out. Yeah, we, and we kicked them out of our brain. Yep, with liquor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the Orville, uh, a good show. Uh, I, I'm very, definitely, very excited to see see where it goes. Uh, if you're expecting kind of the, uh, you know, the humor of Family Guy, uh, there's some of that here and there, but it, it's not, it, it's not the focus mm -hmm. of the show. It, it's more of the cherry on the on the uh sunday so of all the shows that i've watched for this uh for the antarctica podcasts um this is the one that i'm probably gonna continue watching yeah although like yeah three stooges archer i've already seen all of them so uh so it's not like uh, it's not like a big thing but this of all the new shows i've seen this is going to be one that i'm not just going to continue watching but i'm excited to continue watching yes um and i think that'll do it take it easy everybody a toodaloo that'll hold a little sobs <laughs>